to spend 15 minutes today talking about increasing your gold and platinum sales uh, in this upcoming year. We're also going to open it up at the end for a question and answer session where I'm happy to stick around and answer any questions. Some of you have already started uh, pouring those in and so that's good. Uh, but well, I'll stay on the line as, as long as I need to to answer the questions that come in. Otherwise, feel free to email us uh, at uh, just matt at thenewflatrate.com or info at thenewflatrate.com in order to uh, get your questions answered in the event that we don't cover them on the meeting here today. But getting started, I'm going to go ahead and drop my camera out. Uh, just I know you guys like to see my, my smiley face here. But I'm going to drop my camera out just to make sure that our, our feed stays uh, up to date and, and live here. Keep from sucking up all the memory here. So there I go. So, moving forward. Here we go. Starting off, what is the goal? You know, we started asking last week, where are some of you at when it comes to your percentages off of the Band-Aid? And, uh, you know, our ultimate goal has always been an 80% rise off of the Band-Aid. We firmly believe that that 60 to 80% of your customers want a better service. And for the most part, a lot of our companies see that on a daily basis. But some of you have been struggling over the last year. And so today we're focusing on Platinums and Golds. What should you see there? And so it really comes down to 10 to 20% of your customers should be selecting the platinum option. 5 to 10% are typically going to be in the gold range. The difference being I expect the gold to be quite a bit lower than the platinum because the value of the platinum typically far outweighs the price difference. So you should have, be having a lot of customers looking at the gold and say, well shoot, if it's only another $200, let me go ahead and just go all the way. And so that should be a common uh, question that's coming up, a common statement from your, from your customers and your technicians. If you're not getting that, then uh, good news is you're at the right place today, and we'll get to that. However, we did have some concerns come through this week, and that's that some of you sent in, sent in information that looked more like this. We were seeing this um, 3% platinums was, was, was a lot of averages and 2% golds. Now, a lot of this information was for the holiday season here, and I know it's a common objection. Hey, it's Christmas time. We just want to get by. We just spent a lot of money on presents. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes that's a, an objection that our technicians bring up, uh, kind of like, you know, the whole leave your mother in the truck thing. Uh, they bring it up because this is a hard time of the year for them as well. Hey, you can't blame them. And, and it is partially true. There are some people that they're going to spend the majority of their money on Christmas, and they may not have all of the dollars for your platinums and golds. However, some of you have struggled keeping up that 10 to 20% throughout the whole year. And so good news is, we're here to help get that up today so that even if it does slow down a little bit in December, we can keep it going through the rest of the year and compensate. So let's take a look at uh, how, what we can do to fix that. So here it is. We started looking at what is it that makes a customer select the top option. And we took the top three things that, that really build a steady platinum uh, platform. And those three things really comes down to, number one is following the script, mastering your concerns, and of course, confidence. Now, all of you should have got an email out last week, and if you haven't got it, you can request it. It'll also be up on our website this week as far as an outline of today's discussion, so you can take notes as we go along if you want to. But uh, here's the thing. Let's break these down. Following the script, you guys probably say, Matt, do you ever stop talking about that? 
Well, here's the thing. When it comes to the script, I get this question all the time. Matt, does it have to be word for word exactly like it is out of the new flat rate? And honestly, the response to that is that we always practice to perfection. You see, you know, the, the script of the new flat rate is just a couple of sentences. Is actually our primary script. It's right at eight sentences now. And that was pulled out of like 150 sentences when we started. And so we, we condensed it down to a script that everybody can do. But the thing is, is when we condense something, it means you take out the feelers. And so we took it down to a point where almost every single word in it is vitally important to eliminating objections and lowering sales resistance. And so if your technicians are changing words in front of the customer, the question becomes, which word did they change and was it one of the ones that caused a problem or not? And, and that's sometimes hard to tell. And if you're not seeing the, the success that you want to from the program, then that's always the first place we start. And the reason we start there is that the script builds a healthy foundation for the new flat rates coaching and training. Not to mention the fact that all of the other scripts out of the program all pull off of that primary one. And so once your guys know the primary script, they'll be more than able to focus on uh, making sure that they're doing it the right way on every type of job, not just the easy ones. Now, I happened to get a phone call yesterday that was uh, really, really great from a service technician. He called and, and had a couple of comments and asked some questions. And he told me this. He said, Matt, he says, I noticed something. He says, first of all, thank you for the new flat rate. It absolutely does what you say it does when you follow it all the way. And I said, what do you mean? And he told me, he says, well, when I follow the script word for word, just like it is, he said, nine out of 10 customers take a higher option than the Band-Aid. Nine out of 10. You see, that's one thing we preach on a regular basis. We're looking to make 90% of your calls so easy. You're always going to have a few customers that have some questions, complaints, things like that, and you've got to handle them when they come up. But that was a really, really great testimony I wanted to share with you guys. Now, mastering your concern, what does that mean? Well, it comes down to this. When you get to the point in the presentation, when you're going in and you're fixing to go in and show the customer a page, when you select that page, your technician has to be able to answer three questions. Why, what, and when? First of all, why is, it, uh, why is it important to you? Why did you select that page? What are, what's going to happen if the customer doesn't do anything with you today? And when do they really need to do something? You see, that's kind of like this. If I'm working on a, uh, on a capacitor, on an air conditioner, and a capacitor is running low, it's kind of operating outside of manufacturer specifications. And so you would go to the customer, and that's where I could say, you know, Mr. Customer, I'm a little concerned. I checked out your system, and most of it's working pretty well at this time. However, I did find a fault in the voltage absorption system. It's operating outside of manufacturer specifications. Now, you see that right there justifies why you're fixing to even talk to them about a repair. Without that justification, it's hard to build the... 
um, what do you call it, the, the sincerity, not the sincerity, but the drive and, and raise the inconvenience to where the customer will actually even want to do it now. So when you give them that why, the reason why this was a concern to you, the professional, it makes the customer's ears perk up and start thinking, wow, okay, well, let, let's talk about it. Then you got to be able to tell them the what. What's going to happen if they don't do something today? And that's the, that, that could be something as simple as it looks like it could get worse in the upcoming season. It could cause additional failures. Or it could even cause health and safety concerns for your family in the future. It really depends on what's going on. And so we want to make sure that the customer is aware of the, the issues that, that could arise. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about scare tactics here. I'm talking about making sure that your customer has the information they need to know that it's important to take care of this. And then the when is when is the most profitable time, first of all, to take care of the problem at hand. And that's always right now. We want to take care of it now, but we also believe that the customer should allow us to take care of it now so that it doesn't get worse or cause additional problems in the future. And so if we smashed mastering your concerns altogether, we want to do it with empathy. You see, empathy is different than sympathy. We want to show a customer that we care. We're not trying to, you know, show that we're the same as them or any of that. We're just trying to show them that we care about their livelihood and about the health and safety of their family and their home, as well as, um, as the performance of whatever it is that we're there working on. So mastering your concern, what you want to work on would go kind of like this. We would go in and tell the customer, as long as you were following the script, we would say, Mr. Customer, do you have a minute? I'd say, yeah. I'd say, all right, well, here's the thing. I checked out what's going on here, and i got to tell you, I'm a little concerned. I checked out your air conditioner, and I actually found a fault in the voltage absorption system. It's operating outside of the manufacturer's specifications, and honestly, it looks like it could fail and cause additional failures in the upcoming season. And you know what? Your, your family's safety is important to me, um, so don't worry. I do have some options here to take care of it while I'm here. Would you like to see them? You see, a little bit of empathy goes a long way. Some voice inflections, slow down, take a breath, and make sure that the customer understands that this is important. And then the third step three is confidence. You've got to have confidence in what you're talking about. When it comes to reading that top option to the customer, confidence is key. Because confidence allows you to convey the fact that it is the most important option. It's the option that lets you do the most for them. But when it comes to that, you got to remember, there's a lot of your technicians that maybe aren't super uh, savvy when it comes to the new flat rate, and maybe aren't the best communicators, and maybe aren't the best when it comes to technical skills, um, because maybe they just don't have the experience. But try to obtain this. Obtain the concept of being the doctor. You see, when a doctor, when you walk, a doctor walks into the room and starts asking you what's going on, He's not usually going to tell you that this is the first time he stuck a needle in somebody. Not unless you asked. The thing is, is he's going to do his best to convey confidence because it makes you feel better that he's the doctor and he knows what he's doing. But every doctor was a uh, peon, so to say, uh, at one point in time or the other. And so here's the thing. You're a tradesman. What is your job? You're a problem solver. You see, when it comes to confidence, you've got to be able to convey the fact that you can, 
you, you've got confidence in the fact that you can solve the customer's problem. No matter what they have going on, you have the ability and the connections and the people that have the know-how, if you don't, that before you leave or before you're done with their issue, you're going to have a solution for them. And that goes so far. And so when it comes to the top option, try to convey a level of confidence that allows the customer to know that the top option is the best option for them. The reason is, is there's never a time that the top option is not the best because the top option is the one that lets you do the most for them. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. I want you to adopt a new role to kind of pull all these three things together. And this role I call a buyer's assistant. Here's the thing about a buyer's assistant. A buyer's assistant isn't a salesman. You're not there to sell the customer something they don't want. But the thing is, is people usually want more than you would have tried to sell them. And so remember the goal. The goal is not to sell Platinums to the customer, but the goal is for everyone to want the Platinum. Because in the event that the customer wants the Platinum, they're going to do everything that they can in order to get as close to it as possible. You see, I get the question all the time. Technicians look at the Platinum option and they say, Matt, they say, I don't feel like it's worth the money. That's $1,500 there. That's just too much. I see $150 worth of parts and two hours worth of work. Here's the thing. You have to believe that the Platinum is worth it. The reason being is because it's the one that gives you the most money to do the most for them. I want you to adopt a new saying in your company if you haven't already. And that's the fact that I want to get your technicians to say three things after every job. I want you to tell them that before they leave the job, they need to say three things. Number one, they need to be able to say, I'm proud of the work that I did. They need to be able to say, number two, I wouldn't have done the work any differently. And number three, the customer got their money's worth. As long as you start building that um, three-step, I'm proud of what I did, I wouldn't do it differently, and the customer got their money's worth into every single service call, the technicians will start doing more on the premium options. They'll start believing that they can go above and beyond, even what it says on the page, to actually build a better craftsman-style um, service company. And when we get back to the fact that we're doing better work than we've ever done before, and yes, we're collecting more money on it as a byproduct, but the word will get out that your company is the people to call. Whether it's expensive or not becomes a moot point. It becomes the fact that, hey, it's worth it. Give them a call, they'll fix it right, and it's worth every dime. That's what we're looking for.